0: Hyundai's most electric EV lineup changes the way you look and feel about EVs, specifically Hyundai EVs. Hyundai's EV lineup has everything you've been yearning for in your next or first EV, boldly captivating your senses. There's the ultra-fast charging in the Ioniq 5 and Ioniq 6 from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. There's the fun-to-drive lineup and the tech-infused standard safety features like highway driving assist and blind spot collision Warning. Plus, you get America's best warranty with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited electric battery warranty. Learn more about Hyundai EVs at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 20th. Oh, yes, that's right. The rare late season Saturday slate that brings us together as we prepare to recap the Bills, Broncos, and Packers, Panthers games. Uh, and, of course, check out the Picks Podcast to get you ready for week 15 in the feed where we give out our best bets for the week. I haven't given away – got plenty left in there. Don't worry about missing anything. You should worry, though, about missing out – on winning a bunch of great, cool swag, courtesy of CBS Sports and Westinghouse, we have teamed up with them to give away 10 prizes for the holidays, including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station perfect for tailgates. Go to cbsports.com slash happyholidays to enter. I'll put the link in the episode description so you can just click on it. The contest ends December 25th. Remember, cbsports.com/ slash holidays. All right, happy holidays to Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Ryan, joining us. Finally, he's not getting a little free vacation on Saturdays when he travels to Stanford. They're putting him to work. They said enough is enough. You'll be working on Saturdays, Wilson. You had to cover the NFL games when you went down there for your little weekly sojourn. Uh, and, of course, John Breach, what's up?
2: Wilson, I think you should respond first because he just grilled you for just being so lazy on Saturdays and finally having to work.
3: Yes,
0: usually I do respond first, John, and usually you interrupt me. So this time I was gonna let you respond first and then you had nothing to say, which is typical John Bridge. Yeah, no, I'm here. Covering some football is actually uh a great day to to be in Stanford, Connecticut. You don't hear that every day because not only were there two NFL games, there are a bunch of good college football games. So win win for me.
2: There you go. Thanks for your quick response. <laughs> uh
1: what a day of football though. I mean a day of sports, really. I mean just wall to wall uh intense sporting competitions and we will start with uh of course we'll just cover the NFL games we will start with the Bills and the Broncos game the Bills put a beatdown on Denver 48 to 19 uh, obviously they covered the six obviously they covered the 48 and a half total and Josh Allen 41 fantasy points Melvin Gordon was next up. The Bills win the AFC East for the first time since 1995. They're now 11 and one to win the Super Bowl, five to one to win the AFC tie with the
2: Steelers for the second best odds. Are the Bills the team to take down the Chiefs breach? Uh, absolutely. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, just saying that if there was one team in the AFC, sorry to Ryan Steelers. So I think we pegged down at like fifth or sixth place. It absolutely feels like it's the Buffalo Bills. You look at all the weapons they have, they put up forty eight points on the Broncos. You know, the Broncos playing at mile high, their defense doesn't get in beat. Like this often, even Patrick Mahomes only put up 43 points on them earlier this season in Denver, and they, they just kind of move the ball at will. Stefan Diggs, he catches anything thrown his way, and if for some reason you start double-teaming him, then Josh Allen will find Cole Beasley, who's the best at sneaking around the field, showing up where, where you least expect it, and then catching any pass that's thrown his way. So uh this Bills offense looks like they can play in a game if it turns into a shootout, which is what you need to have when you're playing the Chiefs, and the defense... Seems to be getting better every single week, although it did look like there were a few uh, injury concerns toward the end of the game when it felt like a-, a Bills defensive player was going down like every play over the past six, the, the last six minutes. Uh, so hopefully everyone is healthy, but it does absolutely feel like the Bills are the team that could knock off the Chiefs if there is going to be one in the AFC that knocks off the Chiefs.
0: So Josh Allen has thrown touchdown passes to 12 different receivers. Who do you think he's throwing the most touchdown passes to this year? Dawson Knox
2: quite right. Beasley
0: is, it, is Doss Knox. So the layup sounds like Stefan Diggs. Clearly it's not because I asked that question. Gabriel Davis ready. rookie has six touchdown passes. Ah! Steph Diggs is second with with five. Breach mentioned, mentioned those injuries. Steph Diggs ended up in the locker room with a foot injury. So we don't know the extent of that. Or at least I don't. I didn't get a chance to, to look uh, look it up on Twitter. So I don't know if there's been any updates on that. But right. That's a concern. If you lose a guy who has 111 receptions this year, which leads to NFL, um, that could be problematic. But again, Josh Allen's been balling out. And I, I will say this to follow-up on Breach said. So I think the Bills clearly are the, the best team, the team best suited, assuming Josh Allen plays up to snuff to beat the Chiefs. Uh The other teams, the Steelers, they can't run the ball, and Big Ben throws the ball 40,000 times a game for a half a yard each time. The Colts, eh, Phillip Rivers, can he do it? I don't know. Can the defense show up if they're healthy? I don't know. The Titans, the run game can absolutely wear down the Chiefs. Their defense sucks so bad that I feel like Patrick Mahomes will score 100 points on them. Last year's Titan defense and this year's Titans offense, I think would would probably be ahead of the Bills, but we're, we're clearly not here, there yet. I don't think the Browns or the Dolphins are are quite yet in that conversation. So yeah, it's the Bills for me. The biggest concern isn't the defense. The biggest concern is if the moment's too big for Josh Allen in the in the playoffs against the team like the Chiefs. The moment hasn't seemed a, a big at all to Josh Allen at any point in the last six, seven, eight games. So I don't think so. But you know, we have to wait and see what actually happens when the games play.
1: It was interesting. I saw that somebody pointed out on Twitter as, as people are want to do that, um, it appeared as if Josh Allen may have been pointing up to, um, John Elway's luxury box yeah. after each touchdown he scored. I don't and think. I had never really thought about this. I don't think Josh Allen, Josh Allen grew up a 49ers fan and he um, played at
0: Laramie, which is a couple hours away. So maybe his friends or family or someone's nearby in the sands.
1: Well, but the Broncos passed on it. Right, you know, I understand it's why he. Bradley's job. I maybe he was pointing at a family and friend. That's entirely possible. Um, it does. I don't know. I never. It never really occurred to me that the, that the Broncos might be a Josh Allen revenge game. But when you kind of think about it, it makes a little bit of sense that he might want to get some vengeance on him. He did it, man, and it did feel like the the Bills kind of kept things open throughout this entire game. Now the the late uh, Devin Singletary touchdown run. Was, uh, was obviously, you know, not, you know, Matt Barkley's in there, so it didn't matter, but it did feel like matter for me, really my fantasy team. I it just felt like the, the Broncos were just poured it on the entire time. I mean, the Bills poured it on the entire time and that this was absolutely, you know, just what, uh, like Josh Allen wanted to show them something. Kind of felt that way. Is that crazy? Well,
2: it literally felt like we were watching a college game where Sean McDermott was worried about what their ranking was going to be after the game, or or they were trying to get up in the college football playoff in the top four because they did. They just kept piling on the points. They never took their foot off the gas. They were like, "All right, Denver, you know what? We're we're up what? by two touchdowns. We want to beat you by thirty points." So, uh, and they almost did. So, what
0: if was, what if the strategy there was for the Josh Allen MVP push? Ooh. Aaron Rodgers ain't afraid to rack up stacks stats and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Why not uh rack up some stats for Josh Allen? And by the way, you mentioned that the Broncos not really doing much. Drew Lock had 99 first half passing yards which whatever. It, it, he could certainly go off in the second half and make up for it. Uh with about 7 minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter, he had 100 passing yards. <laughs> here's how, here's how the second half started for for Drew Lock. Sack which was returned for a uh, touchdown by uh, Jerry Hughes, when he picked up the fumble, the next pass went for negative six yards. Uh, and he he needed on um, his final possession to go one, two, three, four. He completed five passes in the final possession for 37 yards to help him finish with 132 passing yards on the day. So he threw for 33 yards in the second half after starting uh, with the fumble and throwing a pass for negative 6 yards and then a couple passes <laughs> later throwing one for negative 2 yards. So not quite the afternoon for Drew Locke that Josh Allen had.
1: No, no kidding. Uh, do you think there's a chance, I mean, do yeah, you think there's a chance that Josh Allen could actually win the MVP?
2: I no. feel like when the odds, what are the odds right now?
0: It was like uh I don't I I, I don't, I don't think
2: it's a bad idea to take a flyer on it cuz I look it, as far as value goes, I feel like he's the best value. Aaron Rodgers did not have a great game on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes is playing the Saints tomorrow. There's no guarantee he's going to have a great game. And if Josh Allen comes out of this weekend having played the the best game, and he's putting up numbers that Lamar Jackson put up last year, I think you at least have to put him in the conversation. Uh I, I just don't feel like if he's in the conversation right now, uh, you know, it's a whisper. So I think that he'll be – It'll be a three-way race if Patrick Mahomes struggles at all tomorrow.
1: Uh William Hill hasn't posted the odds yet, and um, I don't see any anywhere else out there. So I would assume it's going to be a while. Allen was like fifteen to one or twenty to one coming 15, into this game. I want to
0: say fifteen. I couldn't. I didn't want to corner myself, but I think fifteen to one coming into this game. I think that's yeah,
1: right. something fifteen or twenty to one. I mean, a pretty. I think he was. Russell Wilson might have fallen down. Like no, he was. He was. I think Allen was actually twenty to one. Russ was fifteen, and Rogers Rodgers was, was two, to and then Mahomes is like minus. 250. Now look, if the Chiefs lose to the Saints on Sunday, but that's, what, how is that not possible? Why are you shaking your head? They have a quarterback with 14
0: broken ribs and no arms. It, it They could easily lose to the Saints. It's not out of control. It's a two nap point key. game. It's not easily. No, they're not going to
1: lose. Like that. Uh, and my, we're not going to get covered in the semantics about how Michael, the nature of which the Chiefs and the Saints could lose. If the Chiefs lose to the Saints, which is entirely possible in the realm of possibility.
0: Michael Thomas playing. What? <laughs> Michael Thomas isn't playing either.
1: Bet the Alvin Kamara over receptions, by the way. Go ahead. Six and a half. Six and a half. That's it. With Drew Brees out there. How many many
0: catches? Oh, Devontae Smith was six and a half, and so was Steph Diggs with six and a half. Why is it six and a half on all these guys? Devontae Adams, you mean? Yeah. Who'd I say? Uh,
1: Devontae Devontae Smith, he's the He went over six too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had 184 receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the Bills defense really came together again. They had a, uh, a Jerry Hughes had a, a, a touchdown on a scoop score. You know, they didn't allow the Broncos to do much. Noah Fant had the one touchdown, or I guess Melvin Gordon had the two rushing touchdowns. Noah Fant had one.
0: Most, Noah Fant's touchdown was a great throw, great catch. But again, yeah. Drew Locke, you know, you're, you're talking about, is it, uh, Josh Allen a legit MVP? Is Drew Locke going to be the quarterback next year? I think that's a fair question to ask too. Because they're going to have a Dick
1: uh, Fangio going to be the coach next year. Boy, that's another great question. To ask.
0: So right now the Broncos have the number ten pick, so they there should be some quarterbacks sitting out there. To hey, a- by a- the
1: way, excuse me, Debo points out Russell was fifty to one after last week. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that can't be right. No way, Russell. Remember he was minus one fifty. It's just and we were like, there's no way you can't stop Russell because he's cooking and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, like. If you look at what the Bills did, and you know, the Broncos were down to you know, I mean they hadn't they were down to like practice squad guys at at uh at, at cornerbacks. I mean I like, cut them a little bit of slack, but you know, if you look at what the, the Bills did, I mean, really a very impressive effort all around. The the one weakness they seem to have is that you can run on them because they're a little smaller on the interior. And that's it. I mean, if you you know, Javius White banged up, that's a concern, but by and large, I mean what is there not to like about this team? Cole Beasley, 112 receiving yards. Stephon Diggs, 147. They have tons of weapons and John Brown isn't even healthy. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are a really nice one, two punch out of the backfield. I don't know that either one is necessarily a feature back per se, but they complement each other really well. Moss more bruising. Singletary, so explosive. And again, the defense is coming together. Like this, this team could beat the Chiefs in, you know, I don't think, I think they'll probably, I think the Chiefs would win seven out of 10. Maybe six out of ten.
0: I was gonna say six and a half seems like the line.
1: Yeah, but I mean, uh, you mean the spread would be? Yeah, that's probably, probably right. The spread, not the line. That's
0: right. I'm taking the bills.
2: bills. Yeah, taking the Bills. At six and a half. If it was like six four. Six and a half.
0: Six and a half out of ten games. That's what I mean.
2: Oh, oh. That's, well, that's confusing, right. Wilson. So well, what about, what's they wins be, over Wilson? But you uh, said the spread. That's weird.
0: No, no, you said six games, seven games. And I was thinking. I think if you set the line for out of 10 games, how many would the Bills win? Gotcha, gotcha, That gotcha, line is gotcha. six and a half.
1: I see what you're saying, yeah. The over-under for a number of times out of 10, the Bills would win would be right. – or the Chiefs would win would be six and a half. But, I mean, like, that's a pretty good number for, when you're talking about the Chiefs and how well they've been playing. It just feels like the Bills are peaking at the right time. Too.
0: If you asked that question at the beginning of the season, it would be nine and a half.
1: So, that, that's how far the Bills have come in three months, however long we've done this. Game. Absolutely. Um, what else do we need to say about this game?
2: I mean, it's crazy that the Bills – have won seven of their past eight games. Their only loss was on a Hail Mary. So you take that out, like you said, they're peaking at the right time. That would be eight straight wins, but even though it's only seven out of eight, that's still incredibly impressive. They've beaten bad teams. They've beaten good teams. I mean, they beat the Seahawks. They're a good team. And they stop
1: bad teams, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not not close, except for the Jets' one game with one score. But divisional opponents are different because those games can go uh, any way.
0: Does it matter? Whether they're the two or the three seed right now, the two seed the Steelers are playing the Dolphins, the three seed the Bills would play the Colts. Does it matter?
1: I forgot the Bills so the Bills three losses are one to Arizona that Breach pointed out. Uh then two, they had that crazy Tennessee game on that uh Tuesday where they got blitz forty two sixteen, and wow, then the next God. week they lost seventeen to twenty six to the Chiefs. So we like they kept it within nine points of the Chiefs. And um I don't even remember that Chiefs game. I don't either
2: I was trying
1: to think about it. God I don't remember that. Was that a
2: it's Monday night. Th- that was a busy. We had, I think we had two games because that was after they played their Tuesday game.
1: That was no, that was the Romo, um, Romo Nance in uh, Kansas City on Monday,
2: right? No, I think Romo Nance was New England, Kansas City. Oh, yeah, I got nothing.
1: No, no, this is the 5 p.m. game on, uh, on. On uh I think it was on CBS.
2: No, no, no. That it was on Fox because the that was supposed to be the Thursday game that week, but then the Bills Titans game got moved to Tuesday, and then our Thursday game got moved to Monday. There you go. Who's
0: All right, a, anyway, the point is no one cares about this. What was your original question, Wilson? Would you rather well, be the I'm, two or the three? Because right now the two I don't think it matters. Two, two C plays the Dolphins, so the the three C would play the Colts.
2: Well, let me add to Wilson's question. So we're talking about how the Bills got really banged up toward the end of this game does it matter to be the two, three, or even the four? And if it doesn't, do you just, in, in, a couple of your guys banged up, you just say, you know what? Screw it. We're just, you guys just rest the next two weeks, get better. Uh, cause we don't care what C we get cause it doesn't matter cause no one's getting a bye. We can't get the bye. So we'll just, uh, it's funny
0: you say that breach because I had uh, someone tweet me and, and ask the same question about the Steelers. So the Steelers, the Bills, and the Titans are all going to rest people.
1: <laughs> They're <laughs> but all The going- Titans can still lose the four seed to the
2: Colts. Oh, right. And the Bills can technically still get the, one seed if the Chiefs lose out and the,
1: the yeah, Bills so win think, out. I so. think the Bills, again, we don't think it's likely, but it's possible that the Saints could beat the Chiefs on Sunday. Right.
0: So that will determine, I think, what the Steelers and Bills. may have conversations about, whether they do or not, we'll see. But they'll certainly... Probably consider resting some guys that don't need to be playing.
1: Well, I, I pointed this out, god, it may have been on, uh, uh, maybe on the after Thursday show. Or, you know, we talked about this on Thursday show with the Steelers and the Bills and how, and how the playoffs in week 17 might be weird. And I ended up tweeting with Greg Rosenthal of NFL media about it. I think there's a really good chance that yes, the Bills will absolutely rest. If the Bills are a one game back of the Steelers for the two seed going into week 17, I think the Bills will rest everybody anyway. I don't think they'll care about it. I think they'd much rather be healthy and get that, you know, get a bye week, so to speak, than risk injuring guys in week 17 uh, to try and get the two seed instead of the three seed. Like it doesn't, the only, and, if, and in fact, the logic for being the three seed would be that while the two seed gets the dolphins, the two seed could also get the Ravens, which would be kind of a nightmare. Although yeah. I guess
2: if the, we think the Colts will probably be the five seed, right? I could be the Browns and uh, you know, whoever loses the AFC South could be the five seed. I think the only seed you don't want is the four seed because if you're going to get the Chiefs in the second round, if you win your game. So if you want to avoid the Chiefs as long as possible or maybe hope they get upset in the divisional round, then you want the two or three seed. Otherwise I, I don't think there's any difference between the two or three seed. And so like you guys are saying, if I'm the Bills, and I find out after week 16 that I cannot get the number one overall seed. I am literally benching everybody, uh, for week 17. I'm letting the dolphins run all over me. And, uh, I and don't know. The Steelers
0: might be doing the same thing. If they, if they could get past the Bengals on Monday night, I'll have to get that Ryan Finley tattoo. They'll look <laughs> one the AFC North and then they can let the Browns have their Super Bowl in week 17 and blow the doors off the ceiling.
2: And then it would be even funnier if, if there's a playoff spot on the line for the Browns and the dolphins. Cause the Dolphins be playing the Bills resting their starters. The Browns be playing the Steelers resting their starters. There you go.
0: That could be what's interesting
2: about week 17.
1: Okay. All right. So the, I'm just trying to think. So the Titans are nine and four. Yep. If they win this week as they're huge double digit favorites of the Lions, although Matthew Stafford is supposed to start.
2: (laughs) He gets hit twice, although he might not get hit at all. It's the Titans pass rush, you know? That's true.
1: I'm just thinking if the Titans get, if the Titans win this week and they're 10 and four, I think your point about the Chiefs is huge breach because I, I don't I don't I don't believe you should um ever try and play matchups like like, you know, like, I don't think you should ever sit guys or start guys or mess with week 17 trying to get the best round one matchup. Like to me, that makes very little sense unless there's just some work obvious situation, Fisher. even what's that
0: work for Jeff Fisher.
1: I mean, even for the NFC, did it work for Jeff Fisher?
0: No, but he had that whole thing about sitting in starters in week 17, and then they lost the next week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you're getting a matchup with the NFC East, I just don't think it necessarily – I just don't think it ever makes any sense. But I do agree that if Buffalo is one game ahead of Tennessee, and they're the three seed, and they're – like regardless of where they are with the Steelers, that it would behoove them to play – to try to win week 17 – because then you guarantee you can't see the Chiefs until the AFC Championship game. That's a that's a big plus, right? Don't be the fourth seed.
2: Yeah, I mean it is a big plus because if the Titans are the four seed, let's just say that the seeds are what they are right now, and then they play the Browns or the Colts in the wild card round. If let's let's say it's Titans Colts, because I think that would be the worst case scenario for the Chiefs, because I think the Titans and the Colts are two teams. They could, you know, like obviously I think the Chiefs would probably went eight out of 10 against both those teams, but I do think that
1: that's, those are you, if you're the Chiefs, that's not who you want to see in the, in the right,
2: park. right. Yeah. Cause they can play ball control, just keep Physical running.
1: Physical run teams that, yeah, absolutely.
2: No defense. They'll crush them.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think if you're in Pittsburgh and defense. Buffalo, you're looking at it as, all right, we would have ideally you want to have Cleveland and Miami as good as Cleveland might be, as good as Miami might be they're you know, there, I think those are the teams you would rather play. So you'd rather be two and three and see six and seven. Now, obviously if one of those teams wins and they, they it gets realigned still, right?
2: What do you mean? Like Ryan? Were, well, let me just, Ryan, if the, if the Steelers beat the Bengals, they cannot be the four seed or they can't fall below the Titans because they have the head to head over the Titans and the Steelers will get the 12 wins and the Titans can do 12 and four at best. Yeah. So at that point, do you bench everyone for two weeks, let everyone get healthy?
1: Yeah. Why not? I hate one week, two weeks is a lot. That's a long time not to
0: play them play in the first half of, of uh, this week. No, you got
1: to uh, play them all at week 16. Well,
0: you play the,
2: you have, you have the Colts in week 16.
0: Play the Colts. So maybe you want to try to win, the, but if you hurt someone, I mean, I don't know. All right. You got to take
1: a break. <laughs> all
2: right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will, uh, we'll talk
1: about the, the other game that was really competitive.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. At Robert Half, We know Talent. Visit roberthalf.com dot com today.
1: Okay, so the Packers and the Panthers play the game. The Panthers actually covered. Surprisingly.
0: Know, quickly. Two weeks I've decided two week bye for the Steelers. Take those two weeks off. All
2: right. <laughs> See, it's not this like it the whole it. the whole seventh playoff thing creates all these new scenarios of, you know what, maybe my team needs rest. Uh this has been quarterbacks amazing.
0: 100 years old. He needs, I mean, he needs to like a two week vacation.
2: His knee is like stitched it's together. To Rudolph, with Kleenex it's Rudolph. We're gonna get some <laughs> Chris Trapp's
1: tweets. Rudolph coming in. Um, all right, go so ahead. Go. Packers beat the Panthers 24 to 16. This yeah. game, I, got I don't know how this game was a one four game. It was never competitive. It was 21 to three. It was a bloodbath. Roger and Aaron Rodgers actually lamented. Um, after the game, how poorly they played and, and how that's not the way you got to play if, if you're trying to, trying to, you know, win a Super Bowl and all of that. Uh, I'll ask you this. My, my first question, cause this is sort of what I was chatting with people about. What, what did we think about the, um, Matt Rule kicking there with two or four left in the game clock? Oh,
0: picture. we were talking about this while you were trying to figure uh-huh. out your computer on. I was fine with it. Eric Asilius was asking the same questions Breach was getting. Um, from people in NFL chat room. So Breach, why don't you explain it? Cause you did a good job of explaining it. Uh, all right.
2: I game. absolutely loved this decision. I think more coaches should do it. And this is like Greg Rule has been all very analytical this year. And this is just one that makes sense. And here is why. So, uh, who caught the pass? Uh, DJ Moore. So DJ Moore catches a pass on third and one. You get down to the Packers 15 yard line. Runs out of bounds. There is two oh eight left. Okay. The Carolina Panthers have one timeout. You're down two scores. You have to score twice. So a big question was why not take a shot to the end zone? So we'll just rewind real quick. Uh Rule says, you know what, we're gonna kick the field goal. We're not taking any shots to the end zone. We're gonna kick the field goal with two oh eight left. And the reason you do that is because you need the two minute warning as an extra timeout. Because if you don't have that two-minute warning and the Packers get the ball, Mac, you only have one timeout, the Packers can run probably a minute 30 off at least, uh, and then you're going to be stuck with like 20 seconds. So if you take a shot to the end zone with 208 left, if Teddy Bridgewater gets sacked, boom, it goes down to two-minute warning. If the play goes long where he starts scrambling and then throws a dart into the end zone, Boom, two minute warning. If Teddy Bridgewater sees someone open at the eight yard line who was just wide open says, I'm making the throw. I think he can get in the end zone. That guy gets tackled. Boom, two minute warning. And then you end up kicking the field goal anyway. You know, one or two plays later, uh, you know, then you're just back where you started. So now you kick the field goal, which took the clock down to 204. So then the next question is, do you kick the onside kick or do you kick it out of the end zone? And I tweeted this as soon as they were kicking the field goal that if they're kicking the field goal, you have to do a touchback. That's the only thing that makes sense here. They're not going to do an onside kick because if you kick the onside kick and Green Bay touches it or fields it and the clock goes down the two-minute warning, that defeats the purpose of kicking the field goal. So the thing you want to do there is kick it out of the end zone. So now the Packers have to run a play on the opposite side of the two-minute warning. Boom. They can only burn four seconds off. They run another play. You get your timeout. And then they can only run one full 40-second play out of three downs and it was just you're get the
1: ball back when you're going to get the ball back with roughly a minute and change remaining.
2: Right. And so they ended up getting the ball back. They ran their first after they the Packers went 3 and out. The Panthers ran their next play at the 55 second mark. If they had not done all this stuff with the 2 minute warning, they would have gotten it back with about minus 40 seconds, minus the time of a play, we'll say 5 seconds, they would have gotten the ball back with about 10 seconds left uh and they would have had to go 80 yards which is, you know, unless you're completing some sort of Baker Mayfield, seventy-five yard throw, Hail Mary, and not throwing out the ends—it just—it's not happening. So fifty-five seconds at least gives you a chance.
1: Yeah, it was the—the the problem is the argument against it is that when you kick the field goal, you are now down eight, and if you got the touchdown, so if you're down eleven and you score a touchdown, you're going to go for a two point conversion, right? Yeah. Yes. You need to know whether the whole, the whole principle behind this game theory stuff is you need to know whether or not you're going to get the two point conversion. Because if you don't get the two point conversion after you score the touchdown, you are then not going to, you no longer need a field goal. You need another touchdown. But you so the to, idea being that, you have to get and point I, point I mean, like I can kind of see it from rule's perspective. I, I, I'd love to hear some. I'm analytical. not sure
0: that your argument is right analytically. I would have to see the math, but I, I don't think what you're saying. I think what, what rule did is exactly right in terms of analytics. Like I don't think your argument holds water analytically to what he actually did. I think he did it perfectly because he got the ball back literally with 55 seconds to go. I mean, that's the best case scenario. He lost, so. Well, that's just because they, I mean, the, the probability isn't 100% if you kick a field goal, you're going to win the game but it increases your chances of winning as opposed to waiting until after the two-minute warning.
1: You know what I'm saying, right? Like if you're
0: saying, but it's still a lot has to happen for that to work. And it seems like just anecdotally, a lot more has well, to happen and, in your case.
2: And the, uh, the analytics of that fall apart the further along you get in. So like if there's eight minutes left, that's the easy choice. Tro- like you want to know how many points you need, but if you kick the field goal, you know, you need eight points. Uh, you, if you're, it, yeah, it just it's. Smarter. I understand. Like,
1: if you get the field goal, you're going to get.
2: Either way, you are. The mindset pe- of your team is that we can absolutely still win this. Game. Mindset doesn't play into the analytics. That doesn't. Right, that doesn't. Right. 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 Yeah. But it plays I'm into i your play. like you're only going
1: to get one more possession. Right. But, see, maybe that's an even better argument for why you should get
2: the touchdown, because
1: you
0: need to know... But if you get the touchdown, you're going to have way less time when you get back. But you
2: have to get the touchdown in eight seconds. You have to get right. it in seven seconds, because it has to happen before the two-minute warning.
0: Even on the other side of the two-minute warning, then it... it the if you get it in four
2: seconds, three seconds.
0: You have to get it before the two-minute warning, is what Breach is saying. At oh, then
1: then, say the time with the, the field goal was kicked.
2: Yeah. Right. So you know, the, the field goal was snapped at two oh eight. so... It, it, that's when the next offensive play would have happened. You would have had to score with 2-0-1. So you had seven seconds to throw a touchdown pass, and if it hits the two-minute warning, you're just not going to get the ball back with enough time.
0: Now, if you have three timeouts, I would imagine you probably still go for it there. I mean, you keep going down the field. because
1: right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that makes a huge difference. It's the fact true. that you can get the timeout at the two-point conversion, or the, the two-minute warning, excuse me.
2: I think even if you had two timeouts, you probably would have taken, you, you maybe gone, that's where it would get a little touchy, and yeah, it could go either matter. way. But at one or zero timeouts, you didn't have a choice. You have to do it on the.
0: Because two or three, like if you three timeouts, outs, three timeouts, you're, you you do not know if you can get that far down the field again. So you, and you have ability to stop the clock, but I don't know what the math is after that.
1: I think it's zero timeouts. You have to go for the touchdown and then kick and onsides. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at that point, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, the percentage of getting an onside kick is so low that it does make sense to, to do what they did. I, I'm just saying, I don't, and I think one of the things is important too with this, you know, people talk about the analytics and all this stuff, like, the all these analy- there's no cut and dry right or wrong answer, even with the analytics. Some analytical models are more aggressively tuned than others, and say go for it more often and do different things. You know what I mean? Like there's, like yeah. you can get you can get varying responses from different analytical outputs. But I mean, having said all that, you know, I, maybe clearly, I mean, Matt Rule wasn't
2: just like farting around out there. He had to have a, have a plan, right?
1: That yeah,
2: I uh, he like knew he exactly time. what he was doing. Yeah, that's not something the field team. Too. As soon as uh, more like he didn't even think twice. He knew he what he was play, doing yeah. as soon but as I they I got in to field
0: This play, um, there's like this sort of, sort of this uh thing in, in in like physics they talk about where like there are an infinite number of monkeys banging on typewriters. Eventually they'll bang out Shakespeare at some point. Right. Yeah, you could have an infinite number of Freddie Kitchens. They are never in any circumstance <laughs> going to call the plays that Matt Rule <laughs> called at the end of that game.
1: Yeah, that, either that, Matt Rule's a genius or a moron. I, that, but that was the discussion. I think. Uh, you know,
2: and I will say the uh uh the Dolphins they did something similar last week uh when they were playing the Chiefs. They were down thirty three to twenty four. They got in the field goal range. They kicked a field goal with sixteen seconds left to cut it 33-27. Well, that's a no brainer. Because you, th- it also has to do with how much time is left on the clock overall. Because you know, if you try to score a touchdown there and you score four seconds left. You know, you didn't really leave yourself any time, so that is part of the reason you take the field goal because you can get the points now because you assume your kicker is going to make you know anything inside forty-five yards.
1: Um, did anything the Panthers do other than that? And uh, DJ Moore had one hundred thirty-one receiving yards. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was okay. I
0: mean, he's he's good. He's been he's he's ran for at least one touchdown. I can't remember. For him he's
1: that. he's like a poor man's Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: I think they're living in the same neighborhood right next to each other.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and I think... Alex Smith, is he's just a modern I, Alex Smith. I think football team would be slightly better with with um Teddy just because he's healthier. But, I mean, again, half dozen of one. Like, it just depends. One day, Alex Smith's yard looks nicer because he just cut it. A week later, Teddy Bridgewater's yard looks nicer. But I will say this, something that is positive, that defense. Now, I don't know if that's just Aaron Rodgers and that offense going through the motions. And sometimes we've seen Aaron Rodgers not quite be in the mood to play football. It doesn't happen very often. We saw it in the Tampa Bay game when which they got the, the doors blown off. But I was telling Breach before you came on that the last seven possessions before the end of the game, yep. Packers punted six times and kicked a field goal. And that started with the last two possessions of the first half and leaked over into the second half where they did absolutely nothing.
2: The, the, uh, the Packers, Packers only had 49 yards of total offense in the second half. They crossed over the 50-yard
1: line. So they scored three touchdowns to open up the game. Just bang, bang, bang. That was it. Great drives, ripping them up. And then they they crossed the fifty yard line twice after that.
0: So uh, this concerns me. I don't know if we all in agreement that the Packers are still the best team in the NFC. That's actually a little murkier than than the AFC, of course, with Kansas City. Um but here's what concerns me. I think they play the Titans next week, right? I think that's their next matchup. Yeah. So the Titans defense stinks. We know this. Guess what the Panthers' defense is? Not great. Yeah. And the difference is that the Titans—they can control the ball with Derrick Henry. They can have you know have 38 minutes of clock. Have just Derrick Henry run over you for 38 minutes? They're going to have a chance to win this game. It's in Green Bay. I don't know if yes. Tennessee cares about the, the weather so much. I mean, you know, Nashville isn't always unicorns and rain, rainbows weather-wise. So I, I don't think that'll be an issue. And I think they're sort of built to to play in crappy weather. So the Packers can get right. This is like a little red flag.
2: Well, and along those lines, the, the Panthers went in this game with the sixth fewest sacks in the NFL. Yep. Uh, they had 19 going into the game. They had four just tonight. So they got 20% of their total in one game mm. against Aaron Rodgers. And then the Titans, you just mentioned, Ryan, actually have the fewest sacks in the NFL at 14. Um, yeah, and Brett, you mentioned the early touchdowns. I feel like the huge play in this game was the teddy bridgewater fumble you know the panthers huge uh-huh. play four, 14 to three. Was pissed about it too i mean he should have been you get down to the one yard line if you're going to make <laughs> the jump over the pile you got to hold onto the ball you can't fumble it and if the panthers score there it's 14 to 10, but instead Kevin King picks up that fumble, returns it 50 yards. The Packers score like six or seven plays later. And all of a sudden, instead of 14 to 10, it's 21 to three. And that was basically the ball game. I don't think anyone of us thought that the, that Carolina was going to come back from 21. Was
0: there any conversation about four progress being stopped? Anyone bring uh, it up anywhere? I
1: don't think, it, yeah, oh. I think if no, I would have been a The four progress game, drafts were in the Florida Alabama game.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't see that four progress problem. You serious? I didn't see the whole game because I was working.
1: Oh Lord, Kyle Trask, God, he I mean, fumbled on the one. Alabama scoops up. They're like, "Yeah, forward progress." What are you going to do? Oh, uh, I saw that. I didn't know they called it back. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So Ooh. the. um All right. Yeah, the the Bridgewater thing. Matt Rule said after he's like one of the things about our program is we don't reach the ball over the goal line. It's like this. He's
2: very adamant about it. Very passionate. sounds like something Belichick would say.
1: Uh, yeah, I had no idea he was so adamant about not
2: not reaching the ball over
1: the goal line. Uh, did, uh, but- Ted, did Teddy know that?
2: Teddy should have said, well, maybe if you called a better play and didn't. Teddy apologized to his sneak- teammates about it.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I know why you do it. I know why you tell them not to do it. Yeah. I think the thing with the Packers is I think the Packers can give anybody a good run if they play at their highest level. You can run on them though. Here, let me ask you the
0: question that Eric Casillas asked on, on, uh, HQ, which team is best suited in the NFC? the National Football Conference to beat the Packers?
1: Mm, the Buccaneers. Ugh, that's what he
0: EK I think, said. I, I think, think the, the
2: Rams you could put on that list. Rams too, yeah.
0: Uh, the Rams is what Jamie Eisenberg said. EK took the Buccaneers. I took the Seahawks.
2: Who'd Pete Prisco take?
0: It was just me, Pete, and, and EK. Oh, Pete's it.
1: not working because it's Saturday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the first oh, thing for the podcast.
2: Well, it's just with the way hold the Packers' schedule set up, they hold only on, have no second. Hold
0: one on. win. De- Devo, please cut that and send it to Pete so he can get angry. At <laughs> it. All right, go
2: ahead.
1: Pete's threatening to boycott the pick show and never come on the podcast again until I pay him his two hundred dollars. Uh, just, just the
2: way the Packers' schedule set up, they only have one win over a team with a winning record, so you don't know. We'll know next week. Well, yeah, I mean, we will know next week because they lost to the Colts and they lost to Tampa Bay and then they beat New Orleans, so they're one and two when playing teams that currently have a winning record and yeah, obviously the Titans so, are I'll
0: easy. say this. This is my argument for the Buccaneers not being that team. They that offense hasn't showed up all year. That's the concern. The I think we all agree the concern with the Rams is Jared Goff. We just don't know which Jerichoff's showing up. And the concern with with the Seahawks, of course, is which Seahawks team is going to show up. The early team or the late team. I do say I keep making this point, Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Lewis are finally getting after
1: the quarterback. Is that enough? I don't know. I, I think to beat the Packers, you want to be a physical defense that smacks them in the mouth, and they just kind of wilt up. And Buccaneers fans
0: are so angry with the way Todd Bowles has been calling these games recently. I don't know if they're getting the most out of their defense.
2: Well, That's... And the crazy thing about a game like this is if you thought the Packers were going to struggle is because they were going to come out flat but it was the opposite like they came out on fire scored 21 points in their first three possessions and, and then did, did yeah. nothing the rest of the game and then you don't usually see it that way if it, if they're going to struggle it's usually the other way around yeah
1: so that's true um yeah they're uh they're in good shape now they are 11 and 3 although you know Roger saying what he said after the game I mean, seriously he was like you know we didn't He's like we didn't play that well. He's like that's not what you want to see. That's not how you want to play. You know they should have blown out the Panthers and and you know Carolina had the chance to come back and tie it at the very end. So that
0: We're also at it, the point in the conversation where any bad game, any bad half, any bad quarter, we just blow it out of proportion. It's just one sure. game.
2: That's they beat a bad team. That's all you have to do. Just get the win. They did this last year a lot too.
0: Last year, even though Breach loved him last year, I don't know if you ever heard him talk about that, they weren't as good as they were this year. They were running the ball a lot. Game, no, and- I
2: agreed with you with Brits I said they were frauds. The only thing I said was that I picked him to go to the MC title game last year. Oh, my God.
1: How did you squeeze it in again? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Saints can take care of the Packers, too. Saints defense is playing a lot better than they was. The I am worried. You're not worried about Drew Brees. No.
2: playing. Sunday afternoon after puncturing his lung and breaking 11 ribs. That guy should he be playing football for like six months. He's fine. my, he's my age. Are you kidding he, me? He's fine. Wilson, how long would it take you to heal from three broken ribs, let alone 11? I six wouldn't
0: years. go to play. In my, yeah. My old man soccer league. I would have to retire. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That would have a whole thing. Fame ceremony. You
2: actually
1: could give the Packers a little trouble. It's Washington. No,
2: stop it. I think we've now named everyone in the NFC that it. is not qualified Seattle. for a playoff position, except for Arizona.
1: Yeah, not Seattle, not Arizona. No, I said um, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Wilson said right. Seattle. Anything else we need to cover? Oh, are cool. the Packers
2: going to get the number one seed? Yes. Yes. They get the buy. They're good.
1: Uh, The Packers, six and a half to one to win the Super Bowl now. The Chiefs are plus 180 to win the Super Bowl. Hilarious. Oh. Saints seven to one, Bills eleven to one, Rams eleven to one, Steelers eleven to one, Bucks fourteen, Seahawks fourteen, Ravens sixteen, and Colts twenty eight. Man, that
2: Colts! I like that Colts number. That's, that's yeah, go ahead. A sexy a, number. Put a million dollars on it; you'll be rich.
1: A million dollars? Well, if I had a million dollars to bet on the Colts at twenty eight to one, I'd already be rich. That's, <laughs> that's, that's,
2: that's <laughs> Oh, oh, oh can't rebut because breach keeps interrupting me i laughed i didn't interrupt at all i that was the funniest thing brentson said on like, the podcast bucks of it. you'll be rich wilson to- you rarely get the dunk with the with the onions in your face but brentson got you there yeah
1: uh, <laughs> all right great we'll talk about it later. <laughs> all right let's get out of here uh we'll be back of course sunday night to tomorrow, tonight to recap the uh the full day of action subscribe rate review talk to you guys later